0: All right, Nate, time to talk about Hitler. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And we're coming at you from our respective bunkers because we want to talk about Hitler and Nazis, all that together in the movie Jojo Rabbit. That is the movie for today. Nate, we're, going, we're just jumping right to it. Yeah, let's get, let's get right in. Jojo Rabbit, this was directed by Taika Waititi, who won an Oscar for this movie, Best Adapted Screenplay. This movie also on Rotten Tomatoes got 80% critic score, but 94% audience satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Nate, I did not know what to expect. This movie was actually recommended by several of our listeners and supporters. They were like, you guys do Jojo Rabbit. And it won the Oscar, so I was like, okay. Let's do it. Right. I knew it was going to be a little weird and quirky. Yep. I was not expecting to see so many swastikas and hear so many Hiles right there (laughs) as the movie begins. It was a little uneasy seeing so much World War II footage also during that uh, intro scene. Yeah, Stephen.
1: This is, you know, sometimes we all go through difficult times or unprecedented times in our world. Yes. And there's nothing quite like a dark satirical comedy Mm. to... I'm not sure make me feel any better. We can talk about how kind of this movie stuck with me afterwards, but I'm I'm a bit conflicted, Stephen. Mm. I'm a bit conflicted about this movie.
0: So this is a, what, what do you call this? A parody? Satire. This is satire about a World War Two era child played by Roman Griffin Davis. The child's name is Jojo. And Jojo is, wants to be, A A Nazi. Right. He he wants to serve in Hitler's army. And the story is him and what happens to him. And so if you have not seen this movie, I'm actually going to say this right here on the outset. This is actually a pretty interesting movie. If you can get past the first 15 minutes that seem really troubling.
1: Oh, I don't know, Stephen. I don't know. It's not just 15 minutes of this movie.
0: It is. Yeah, it's pretty bad throughout. Like, it's very awkward. (laughs) But I feel like this movie has some really deep themes. And well, we can get to that in a second, but uh, I don't even know where to begin. What did you think of Tycho Waititi as the the imaginary friend of Hitler, imaginary imaginary Hitler. Hitler to JoJo? So
1: I know his work from Thor Ragnarok. He was also Korg in that uh, voiced right. him. So like, right. I know his work and I know his like goofiness. To be fair him as hitler was i didn't find it as funny as i think i was supposed to find it some of the
0: physical comedy so i found his accents kind of funny because it definitely went in and out of all kinds of things so you're gonna get out there and you're gonna have a great time okay okay that's the spirits okay
1: right which i guess is supposed to be the yeah intentionally supposed to be the thing like they interviewed him about like because he has you know he's he's jewish right and he was basically like, basically thumbing my nose at right. Hitler. It's like the ultimate disrespect. I'm just going to make you into a, like a farce. Right. So I found that like, I find the kind of behind the scenes interesting about it. Because he really, he does. He plays him like serious enough at times where you're like, yeah, this guy's terrible. Right. But then at other times, just like a little boy's imagination, he's like, let's be buds. I think you're cool.
0: I wonder, first of all, I don't know if this movie could have been made in the 20th century. Even now feels. A little awkward. I I really wonder, you know, there's this idea that we can't forget history because we need to understand that they were terrible times and a people, namely Jewish people, were treated horribly. And to see it in this movie, I guess, reminds us that people can be this terrible. Right. But I also feel like I wonder what it felt like to watch this as a Jewish person. Oh, man. Yeah. Like to see the drawings, like in the notebooks and the names and words that they were called. Like that's, it was really jarring and like visceral
1: right i would say it was very affecting to me just because the way that it's all framed through the eyes of a child and how this kid can speak such hate right but at the same time you can tell that he still has this boyish like like any kid but he's so been twisted by this right rhetoric it was it really stuck with me and i would say I don't like a negative way, but in a way that's like, it was really affecting on me. And I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is, right. I really thought to myself, like this movie hit me on the hatred and discrimination and just like evil of a time that was literally, what, 60 years ago?
0: Right. Well, 80, 70, 80 years ago now. Yeah. 70 to 80 years ago.
1: Yeah. Like that's not yeah. that long ago. And seeing it with, like, seeing these kids talk about how they want to, like, stab a Jew. Oof.
0: You know, the portrayal of it is one thing. But then also, like, those were actual kids who had to say those actual words on camera and, like, rehearse those lines and maybe do multiple takes. And I wonder, like, does that affect their mind, as they are playing these roles. You know what I mean? I I wonder how I'm sure there were
1: some people on on set. Like counselors. Yeah.
0: I will say, so JoJo, played by Roman Griffin Davis, the little boy. I think he was a tremendous actor in this movie. I thought he was great, yeah. Yeah, he was he did tremendous. And let's for a little lightheartedness, I do think there are some hilarious lines in this movie.
1: There are some real yeah, there are some really good lines.
0: I think Rebel Wilson even though she was only in the movie for you know here and there, she was pretty hilarious. <laughs> like she said, "I've had 18 kids for Germany. Such a great year to be a girl."
1: Yes, and or, or the the where his his friend with the glasses.
0: So unless you're Hitler hiding in a fat little boy's body, I'd be happy with second place. <sighs> I guess I'm just a kid in a fat kid's body. Case closed.
1: It is okay. So this is this is tough because. Because it is it is dark satire, it is like a dark comedy. And I have a hard time emotionally dealing with these movies because this movie legitimately has very funny parts. Right. But the funny parts are parts that are horrific. Like it is horrifically funny. So there's part like I kind of start to chuckle and then I think about the like, yeah, this is this is what people have actually done. Right. This is how people actually think. And it's like I think that's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to make you kind of chuckle and then think and go, oh, and then maybe
0: chuckle again. Do you think that there are events or moments in history that should not be made into satire? Hmm. I
1: don't think there necessarily is anything that I would consider out of bounds for it because the message behind it, like, that's what it does. That's what, like, satire does is it shows... It gets past your defensive walls using ridiculousness. Right. Right. So it kind of like it infiltrates your mind in a way that you wouldn't just let a historical documentary get to. Like we put up walls to keep from feeling like bad. Right. (laughs) We do that all the time to emotionally shield (laughs) ourselves. Satire like kind of breaks those down and then from the inside goes like, wait, what? There were kids that like were given grenades to them, like go out and like. Blow someone up, right? Like, yeah, that was real. But at the so at the moment, I chuckled at just Rebel Wilson's line going into it, like give the American a hug. It's like, oh, that's funny, and they're like, oh, that kid just blew up. Oh man,
0: right? Jojo in his training camp, does he tries to throw a grenade and it bounces off a tree, which is again is another funny moment. But he is injured and then it has to be at home. He can't be in the army anymore. A
1: joke that I found never endingly funny was about how which again is part of the satire of anyone in like nazi germany this idea of if you were disabled at all or if you right. had any sort of like m- malformation you were considered like unpure and like not right. fit for like right. the aryan race so people throughout this whole movie refer to, and he has like a few scars on his face right you are hideous you are a monster
0: (laughs) i was i was afraid he was going to have like a 2 face situation from uh (laughs) the dark knight right where you know half his face would just be horribly mutilated but i was like oh it's not that bad (laughs) well that's part of the
1: comedy (laughs) Um, of it is like yeah it isn't that bad and he's not that like he he can walk and everything but yeah
0: so can we talk about scarlett johansson for a moment yes playing rosie jojo's mom
1: spoilers from now on everyone
0: yes there's there are spoilers JoJo's mom is against the war. The biggest spoiler is she is harboring a Jewish girl in the house, unbeknownst to her own son, and, you know, trying to hide her. And so she is against all this. Right. But I just want to say, I've never seen Scarlett Johansson in this kind of role, and I thought she was incredible. She was amazing. She was amazing in this role. Oh my goodness. All the moments with her and JoJo, beautiful and heartwarming, sometimes heart wrenching. Uh, There's even music. I just want to say, I didn't notice this a ton because a lot of the music was just to play the satire and funny stuff, but when she comes up to Jojo early on in the movie and she's like, hey, kid, there's like this music track behind her and just like the way she looks at Jojo and the words she's saying, like, it is just so touching. Hey, kid.
1: <laughs> My darling little calf.
0: And the one scene that, that really sticks out is... When Jojo's really upset about, you know, his dad being away and, you know, he really wants to be in the army, Scarlett Johansson gets up, goes to a fireplace and rubs soot on her face to look like she has a beard and then role plays a dad and voices herself. And it was one of the most amazing things I've seen. It was wonderful. Paul, I yelled at the kid. What? Go apologize
1: it was really really good also like the cinematography that goes with her how they set up the an incredibly sad scene later by showing her feet all the time while she's dancing on the wall or while she's walking by like it shows her shoes a lot right and the way that that sets it up later uh for her death right Like you don't ever need to see her after that because, you know, because you've seen like you've learned like part of her iconography is these kind of dancing
0: shoes. And can I say I was not expecting her to die in this movie? That really got me. Oh, man. Yeah. But all the scenes with her and Jojo like by the river and she's joking with him and like ties his shoes together and then says like, all right, see you at home. She was delightful.
1: Uh, in this movie she was great and well and the the relationship they have where she mourns the fact that like he's a fanatic nazi lover but she is like knows that is wrong and evil and so it's this idea of like how do you love your son while at the same time trying to protect him from the controlling party right because like and not let him know that you're like in the resistance
0: yeah. Oh, she also had this hilarious line when they were eating across from each other. And she said, I'm just going to chew on these grapes. And she sips the wine. <laughs> it's just perfect. Presses on him.
1: I might eat later. For now, I'm just going to chew on these grapes. Sam Rockwell.
0: Sam Rockwell as Captain Klenzendorf. Captain K. At the beginning, you know, he's kind of in the training of this camp and he's mad because he's injured and so he can't fight in the army. But as the movie progresses and he kind of becomes a quasi father figure to Jojo, man, I really came to like him. I thought he did a great job.
1: Well, and there's also like a kind of beneath it, which it starts as as a joke and ends up being sort of like part of the sadness is this idea of like we kind of see he's maybe sort of closeted gay or openly gay. And so there's this like. Also, like, what Nazi people thought of gay people was also kind of in there as Mm, well. And there's this idea of, like, later on, he kind of hides the fact that he knows that Elsa is not uh, JoJo's sister and instead a Jewish girl hiding there. Right. And there's this idea of both of them were at times persecuted by Nazis. Yeah,
0: That's true. And the final scene that he has, this is after... Germany is defeated, and they're kind of lining up the Nazis. And then he has a moment with Jojo that is just really tear-jerking. And then he, he turns and he takes the jacket off Jojo, so the people don't know he's German. And he pushes him away, and, and oh, man. It was a powerful scene.
1: To, yeah, to save him.
0: Come here, let's take a look at you. You look good. You're okay, kid. Now go home, look after that sister of yours. Okay. Get away! Get away too! So, man, he was great. Okay, we have to talk about Elsa. Mm-hmm. Played by is it Thomason Mackenzie? Elsa is the Jewish girl that is that Scarlett Johansson has hid in in the home. Man, never seen her before. Her performance is great too. She is a force in this movie. There's a scene where you know Jojo's like, you know, we're superior, Aryan race, and then she gets him like in a headlock. And she says this line. I am descended from those who wrestle angels and kill giants. We were chosen by God. Man. Wow. (laughs) She's intense. Yeah, she's amazing. If
1: you were to just put the guy, you know, the kid who plays Jojo and Elsa and Scarlett Johansson, like, they were allowed. Let the chefs cook. Right. And they were allowed to cook in this movie. Mm, That's good. And I would say the... A lot of the success of this movie rides on those three just killing yes, it.
0: Absolutely. All the interactions, too, with JoJo and her. At first, you know, JoJo's like, you know, tell me about the Jewish people. Like, you know, obviously still hating
1: them. Yeah, where are your horns and right. that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> and, and Elsa plays into it. She's like, oh, I haven't grown them yet. <laughs> She's like, yeah. has these yeah. funny lines. But man, there's also this one scene after JoJo sees his mom having been hanged. And he goes up to Elsa and literally stabs her with a knife, like in her shoulder. And Elsa just, you know, removes the knife and does nothing, you know, and I think they hug after that.
1: I think, I think she, go, like he collapses on the floor and she goes kind of like nearby to comfort him.
0: <laughs> There's even the, uh, I thought it was hilarious. You know, Jojo pretends he's reading letters from her boyfriend, Nathan, <laughs> Right. And uh, it was kind of funny because in the last scene, he's reading this letter. It's a blank piece of paper. Nathan, he died last year. Tuberculosis. Well, it's weird. this
1: <laughs> Well, me and fake Nathan still have a plan for you, right?
0: Right, right. Yeah, and then the final scene when they go outside and dance because Elsa said, you know, first thing we're going to do is dance once we're free. Like, right. It was just incredible. Whew. It's it's a really heavy movie though, man. <laughs> this movie is shot. I I did get Wes
1: Anderson vibes in this. I got Moonrise Kingdom and that sort of like. Mm. It is quirky at times. It's shot. Taika said that he wanted the movie to be not gray and dreary like those World War II movies showing Germany typically are. Right. But he wanted to show like, yeah, actually, while like the Third Reich was falling, like people were still. You know, it was colorful, people were still into fashion and and beautiful colors, and Mm. it wasn't until the end, it wasn't as if the world was crumbling apart, there was this denial and this idea of like, no, everything's fine, we'll just keep going, living our daily lives. So I really appreciate that the whole movie is shot not in a dreary way, even like with the final like tanks attacking and everything, it's not, most movies make it cloudy and rainy and dreary. But this shows, like, this a cruel juxtaposition between, like, war comes upon you regardless of if it's sunny outside. Tragedy strikes any time sort of thing. Yeah. And I found that a choice to make the whole movie kind of, like, they're riding the bikes on a nice day and the caravan of wounded soldiers goes by. And there's this weird tension that it shows between, like, people are just enjoying their lives while, you know, the country is losing a war.
0: Nate, do we need to rate this movie? Yeah, we do. Okay. I'm very curious what you're going to rate this because of your, your me too. I'm curious
1: what I'm going to rate it too.
0: on a scale of zero to five hand grenades, because it's kind of the object that put Jojo on a different path to (laughs) interact with everybody. So zero to five hand grenades. Oh, and also the scene when the Gestapo come to the house and are searching, that was very tense scene. Yes. And uh, done super well. And when Elsa came out and just been like, no, I'm a sister, that was good. Oh, man. Nate, I'm going to give this movie four hand grenades. Ooh. This was a good movie. And, you know, apart from <laughs> the subject matter, which I'm still not sure how satirical you can be with this kind of stuff. If you're going to, it did it, I think, as well as you could. right? You know, the, he was, I think, Taika Waititi had lots of humor in this movie. And I genuinely chuckled at many points. The relationships with Scarlett Johansson and Jojo and Elsa, like that whole triangle was, yeah, just pulled on the emotions to see this little boy's journey basically changing his mindset. You know, one of the hardest things to do is to change your mind about something. Mm. And that's what this movie shows is that maybe if you sit down and look at a person in the face and talk to them over and over again, you might start thinking of them as human, even if you didn't before. And you might actually learn to love them. And maybe if we all just do that more often, there'll be less hate.
1: Less us and them.
0: Less us and them. And there will be a greater humanizing of people. Yeah, and like, I think it's a good message for any time. You know, and it used one of the darkest times in human history to, to tell that story. And so I have to say, I mean, it's, It was good, and it was funny. So four. Four grenades. I'm conflicted between
1: my personal liking and my unbiased little tiny critic liking of it. Okay. I'm going to give it a three and a half. Okay. I think right now I am averaging out my unbiased and my biased opinion. Right. So I would say like... It'd be probably a two and a half for me on the me scale, but four and a half on the subjective. This is a really good movie scale. So three and a half meets me right in the middle It is my two sides. This movie has stuck with me because it really shows how humans can, with the right amount of bad information and kind of hate surrounding them, that like. People can have monstrous thoughts about others, mm. in a way that they don't think they're monsters themselves, and that is sad, but also true. And it this movie not only made me think about like the Holocaust and like Nazis in general, but also racism yeah. and how like people grown up in like growing up in racist families and how like even with like skin color, they briefly talk about it with Aryan race like the fact that it still exists it there is still like kind of these baked in prejudices and biases even in our day and age which is not that far from this day and age right all of like this movie really got me to the core when it com- comes to like yeah like seeing a little kid who in some ways doesn't know better At some point in time, Scarlett Johansson says, like, you're not a Nazi. Right. Or no, no, it was Elsa that says, you're not a Nazi. You're just a kid who, like, wants to be part of a club. right? And, like, yeah, that's very scary. And it's thinking about, I don't know, all sorts of bad things in this world. Sorry that wasn't very uh, (laughs) lighthearted. But that's what this movie did for me, is that it really made me think, made me think, like, yeah, there is capacity for very, very wrong in all of us. The way that this movie kind of pulls at that and also says, like, there is also hope for us to see each other as worthy of love is actually kind of cool as well. Yeah. Do I like dark comedies and satires? I don't think, I think no. Yeah. This is not my cup of tea. So I would not necessarily want to watch it again I can admit all of it being good, but not my cup of tea.
0: I'm with you on that. I, I would not naturally go to this kind of movie, like in quarantine, <laughs> to say <laughs> what would I like to entertain right. myself with today. Right. This is not one of them that I would naturally go to. Like I will go to the nineteen ninety eight Godzilla first, or I would go to one of the many <laughs> disaster movies that I enjoy. Yeah, watch those. This this is like you have to be in a mindset to either turn your brain off and just laugh at the humor or be like fully ready to contemplate the things of life. Right. And the, and the human condition and how many terrible things have happened in the past. Like it's, it's one or the other. Like, I don't think you can just kind of passively watch it and say like, huh? Yeah. That was really bad that that happened. But then laugh the next second. I think it's well. and, And even
1: like it pulls us to modern times. It pulls us to like, we are still able to be influenced to look at people groups outside of our own we you know we don't think of things as silly as they have horns but we may think something as silly as like they are naturally against us or they like they'll come right. for us if we don't come for them or whatever
0: right the us and them again
1: yeah exactly might i just say this movie felt a little bit like medicine m mm. Medi- like I didn't like it when it was going down. Right. I didn't even like the aftertaste. Mm. But in some weird way, I feel better for having taken it. Mm. That's good.
0: Well, listeners, do not think us and them as you go to your grocery store and buy all the toilet paper. Think about other people who need food as well. (laughs) Think about everyone else. You know, we didn't plan a top five for today because, I mean, let's be honest, you got a whole bonus episode in the feed. Couple days ago. So, if you'd like a top five, go back to that and here are our top five quarantine activities and <laughs> things to do or things that we're looking for. I think we may have even
1: done exactly five positive things during this quarantine time.
0: That's right. So, go back and listen to our top five positives from quarantine. After you've listened to whatever this is, 30 minutes of Hitler and World War II talk, go
1: back and listen to that. Yeah, I'm not sure what this is. I'm not sure the way this goes down to our listeners. If uh, you don't like it, sorry, we'll be back with something goofier next week. Uh, And if you did like
0: it... um, You're welcome. (laughs) But, you know, I think, I mean, to be real, I think this is why movies can be an important thing. Yes. And sometimes a movie actually says something meaningful that we should think about whether or not this movie actually did that well or not, or asked the right questions or not. It makes you think about things. And if a movie does anything, if it can do that, I think there's some amount of success that can be attributed to it. I
1: know this is at the very end. So probably like not worth it at all. But if you haven't seen this movie, there are definitely like, it is not graphic. It is not rated R or anything, but it definitely has some traumatic, Uh, sort of scenes a rabbit gets killed like that's i mean like stuff like that is not stuff like there are definitely i guess triggery things in this movie so check it out maybe get a a full plot synopsis if you're thinking about doing it and even if you're not affected by those things too badly might i suggest maybe a palate cleanser or maybe the person if you're quarantined with someone have a discussion about it that's my little psa at the end of this
0: PSA. Well, listeners, listen, if you need some cheering up, we have many episodes in the can. This is episode 99. We are one episode away from our 100th episode. We will not do this deep of a movie for our 100th episode, but there's many that you can listen to before. I encourage you to listen to our Greatest Showman episode, our Aladdin episode, any of our disaster movie episodes. Those are really a a lighthearted. So if you need some things to listen to during this time of Self isolation. Head back into the vault, into the Mott's vault. Go back into the vault. There are plenty of episodes there. I hope you enjoy them. Reach out to us if you would like recommendations, suggestions, thoughts at movies on the side on Instagram or email us podcast at movies on the
1: We have never been more available on social media than we are now. <laughs> and if That's you right. don't have as much to do, feel free to reach out. That's right. We'd be happy to communicate with you. That's right. So long. Farewell.
0: i easy to, to say.